This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, don't forget it's Wolves Wednesday today. When you hear that howl, we'll take uh, the third caller. Uh, We'll win uh, some tickets to see the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tickets were given away today. Four-pack of tickets to the February 16th game versus the Washington Wizards. Joining us now on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline is Dr. Michael Osterholm, Director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Osterholm, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Adam good, Carter good here with you. in for Chad. Yep. Uh, the big news that uh, the COVID emergency coming to end, coming to an end in May. Uh, I guess my first question to you, is this the right move right now? Well, first of all, I think it's clear that the vast majority of citizens in this country have already gotten over the pandemic. They're <laughs> done with it yep. and they've moved on. I think the challenge we have is that, unfortunately, it's not done with us yet. You know, we're still averaging right now almost 500 deaths a day in this country. Uh, If you want to compare that to what else is happening out there, the number one cause of death from cancer in this country is lung cancer, and that's about 350 deaths a day. Um, When you look at gunshot wounds, which is a terrible situation, particularly when you look at the, the mass murder, mass shootings, that's about 125, 130 deaths a day, which is unbelievable. But That's astonishing. it gives you yeah, a that sense that COVID is, not, COVID is not done yet. And now, grant you, the majority of the people we're seeing who are hospitalized and who are seriously ill tend to be older or have underlying immune conditions. Uh, right now, we're averaging right around 460 individuals hospitalized in, in Minnesota every day with COVID. And we're still seeing here, 11, on average, 11 deaths a day in Minnesota. So this is the problem we have is how do we move on, move forward, but at the same time making sure we're protecting those who are most likely to become seriously ill, hospitalized, and die. And how do we do that? I mean, that's the thing. You mentioned it. We talked about it yesterday when this news broke about how just, you know, it seems, okay, the government says it's over, but you you said it. It's just Americans, even ones who really were cautious, who've been vaccinated, who wore masks when when we're told to do so. Even yeah. those folks are just just over it. Well, you know, I think, Adam, and, and we've talked about this uh, so many times on this show between you and Chad, is yep. that this virus just keeps throwing 210-mile curveballs at us. I mean, for example, you know, uh, over the course of the first year and a half to two years of the pandemic, if I was uh, asked once, had been asked hundreds of times, why are we not doing it like Japan? Why not? They, they seem to be doing much better than we do. Well, Japan has just gone through a horrible four months, five months with COVID, where they had a big peak uh, in August, September, which exceeded anything they'd had before. 
And now they've just had another peak, which really have appeared to have peaked out about the first to, to the second week of January, where they had the highest rates of death in the world that we'd seen in the pandemic. Mm. And nobody that was not, not making news. China made news. Sure. Uh, you know, people want to call us a seasonal disease. Well, we have just seen for the last uh, uh, eight weeks to 10 weeks, the very same occurrence of cases in the northeastern part of the United States as we see in New South Wales, Australia, you know, Melbourne and Sydney. That's not seasonal yet. I mean, it's acting the same way. So I think that there are still unknowns about this virus and what it might do to us. And as we keep seeing these new variants come forward that can escape immune protection, uh, you know, this is a challenge. So, again, I come back to number one, making sure everyone, particularly 50 years of age and older, are vaccinated with the new bivalent vaccine. The data are clear and compelling that may not protect you from getting infected, but it has a tremendous amount of protection for serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. If you do get sick with COVID, get in quickly. See your physician, your healthcare provider, because we have drugs that can surely help reduce the likelihood of becoming seriously ill, as well as even developing long COVID. And then finally, last but not least, and you know, I still do it all the time, you know, wear my N95 respirator if I'm in public spaces. I refuse to give in to this virus and means I'm going to be locked up in my my place. But at the same time, I'm taking the uh, the effort to protect myself. And you can't know how many people I know recently who have decided they're off with the mask now. And within two to three weeks, for the first time in three years, are infected. Hmm. So when May 11th comes and that designation is gone, I guess what what is the biggest concern that you have in regards to how things change? I mean, what comes to mind is, you know, availability of tests or free vaccines that changes yeah, what, what, yeah. what is most what is most concerning to you well at this point uh let me just say that probably one of the worst days i had to deal with with regard to that question was uh, some several months ago when the president biden announced that the pandemic was over yeah uh you know and and i was uh, one line down in the new york times article saying no it's not, no, it's not. <laughs> you know it was you don't you don't want to be put in that position Bottom line was he was right as it relates to the public. Okay, they're done. Uh, But the cases are still occurring. So now the question is, what happens if we basically uh, do in the public health emergency? It has a certain number of powers that the federal government has and so forth that they can do things with in terms of how people can get health insurance, what can be paid for and not. But let me remind you that, you know, we've had uh, an appropriations request before Congress for uh, a number of aspects of uh, COVID work uh, for the last five months, and nothing has been done. And so many of these programs are drying up anyway that would provide testing, that provide vaccine, that provide, uh, you know, the kind of follow-up medical care so, you know, people don't not go in because they are, they don't, they can't afford it until they're so sick that, you know, they have to be transported by emergency vehicle. That's the kind of thing that's going to become a real challenge on May 10th. I hear this a lot from people I know who say, okay, I've, I'm, I'm feeling sick. I'm going to stay away from people, but I just, I don't care if it's the flu or COVID. I'm just, I'm not going to get tested. I'm just going to, you know, stay away from people. What, what do you say to that? Should people still, even if they're following the precautions of staying yeah. away from people, should they still get tested? Do we still need to know? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, let me just say that it, that's a normal response. You know, for people, particularly younger individuals who have seen many of their friends get COVID over recent months and with the new strains, they haven't gotten that sick. Okay, but we surely see others who do. 
And I think that's the problem we have. You know, if you're a young, healthy 35-year-old, you know, you probably have a very low likelihood of developing severe illness. You get infected. But if you take that mild infection of yours to grandpa and grandma's house, that could kill them. And that's what we're seeing right now. I mean, remember, I'm talking about over 500 deaths a day in this country from COVID. And I've already given you a sense how that compares to other things like cancer Mm -hmm. and so forth. So it's not an insignificant situation. And so in that case, you know, if you're going to see people or be with people who might be at increased risk, you know, how many people today are being treated for cancers right now that they have some immune suppression of their, in their bodies that put them at higher risk? That's what you want to be sure of. You don't expose those people. And the way you'll know that is if you test yourself at home. I saw a figure, and correct me if this is wrong, but that only 15% of people have received the latest uh, booster. Is that right? Unfortunately, that is right. Now, the, the, the caveat to that, though, is that's for all the population that's okay. eligible, which takes oh. it down to kids. Um, and again, you know, I still urge to get the vaccine, but I understand for those who are younger where they think, you know, the, the data surely do show a lower risk. But for those in particular who are age 50 and age 65, it's only about 40 percent of people have gotten the vaccine there. And that is the age group that this vaccine can be life saving. And that's why we keep saying, please get it, get it. It, 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 again, I'm not going to oversell it and say it's going to stop you from getting infected or from, uh, you know, necessarily feeling pretty bad. But it surely will have a big impact on whether or not you get severely ill, hospitalized or die. So that other 60 percent of that over age group, we need to get them vaccinated. Got a couple of uh, questions coming in on the text line. Somebody wants to know, doctor, about the current deaths from COVID. Is the percentage of those folks who are unvaccinated? Uh, right now, you have about a three to three and a half fold greater risk of dying from not being vaccinated than from being vaccinated. So it's not a perfect uh, vaccine, and that means that it stops all people from from dying. But the protection is substantial. It's very substantial. And so, uh, again, uh, you know, get vaccinated. Uh, it, it surely is going to make a big difference. Somebody asking about, uh, God forbid, another pandemic or the next pandemic. Uh, the situation, <laughs> I know, I don't want to give you too much anxiety, but the, from what we've learned over the last three years, uh, are we better prepared for the next one? I wish I could say we were, but we're not. You know, we're not. Uh, We have missed so many lessons in this pandemic uh, from a public health perspective. How do we do good respiratory protection? Uh, Look what's happened with vaccines. I mean, we've seen a real division in our country between those who believe that the vaccines are something very bad, that, you know, a a government plot type issue, uh, and yet they're life-saving. Um, you know, when you look at health care, our health care system in this country is hanging on by a thread. You know, I was one of those people critical of using the term triple-demic uh, earlier this uh, winter for the concurrent influenza, RSV, and COVID occurrence. Because, in fact, it turned out with RSV and COVID or, and with influenza, they were not any higher than the normal years. It's just they occurred much earlier. Mm-hmm. And yet our health care systems are overrun. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we have restricted and, and reduced our healthcare capacity because of cost uh, so that we've lost hundreds and hundreds of pediatric beds in this country just in the last few years. We are not addressing that at all. And so I could go through a laundry list of reasons why 
we're, we're not better prepared, which we should learn these lessons. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in an age where there was an oil, oil, oil fram commercial that said, you can pay me now or you'll pay me later. Yeah. And I think this is one of those ones where uh, one day we are going to wish we had done more. Talking to Dr. Michael Ostrom, director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. The, uh, the effect that uh, the COVID vaccine hesit- hesitancy or downright uh, anti-vax people against that vaccine, how much, uh, how much of an impact has it had on other vaccines that even, you know, 10, yeah. shoot, four years ago, people well, really had no problem with? Yeah, you know, we had started to see some vaccine hesitancy even before COVID hit. Sure. Yep. But COVID has surely driven it to a whole new level. Because what we've seen happen is people who clearly don't believe in the COVID vaccine now translate that also to other vaccines. And there is so much disinformation. This is not misinformation. This is intentional information to try to keep people from getting vaccinated with very scary kinds of stories. I mean, right now, everyone who dies suddenly, you'll find a news story shortly thereafter that's probably due to their COVID vaccine, which, of course, hasn't. And that's not, not true at all. It's not. And we've got the data to say it, but it doesn't matter because they just keep repeating it. Well, that is carrying over to childhood immunizations. And, you know, we have had the benefit of the last 40 years of these vaccines in our society. But you know what? Talk to our grandparents and great grandparents if they're still around. They'll tell you what it was like when polio was here when we didn't have a vaccine or measles was here and we didn't have a vaccine. Uh, you know, that type of world was very different. And, you know, one of the things that people don't realize is that the average life expectancy in this country in 1900 was 48 years. It took mm-hmm. us thousands and thousands of generations from the caves to 1900 to get to 48 years. Now it's 76 years. Why has that increased three, uh, two, uh, one day for every three days we've lived? Because of things like vaccines. Yeah. You know, we're not losing a lot of kids at young ages. And so, you know, I'm afraid we may have to go back and rediscover that when parents who are anti-vaccine will find their own children severely ill and unfortunately die. So I, I, we, we need to share as best we can with that world out there of disinformation, just what are they actually doing? What are they doing to hurt kids, not help them? Dr. Ostrom, always thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Have a great day. That's Dr. Michael Oster. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. The director of, uh, for the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. Lots of texts coming in. Your reaction to uh, what Dr. Osterholm said, and he nailed it right there at the start, that just Americans are over it, even ones who have played by all the rules and did what they had to do. Uh, And it's just head-scratching and lots of fear about what he said about being prepared for the next one, God forbid, and something else would come down the line. That gives you pause. And the way we're going with vaccine hesitancy, not only with COVID but with other um, diseases, it's, it's head shaking sometimes. Six five one four six one nine two two six. It's Adam Carter in for Chad on a Wednesday on WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 